0: hands up who went to, uh, not went to, if anybody did go, you can come and shout and tell us about it. Uh, hands up who watched the Royal Wedding. Is there anyone? No, don't put your hands up if you didn't. Um, you know, I, I, I was outside doing some, doing some other things and uh, I, I eventually got sucked in. You know, I heard, I heard it on the radio and then it was like, no, I, I got sucked in. So, um... Uh, I did watch the royal wedding as well. It was beautiful, wasn't it? You know, that dress, that veil extending out with those, uh, cheeky little bridesmaids and that, and that page boy with the grin and the no teeth. You know? It was all there! proper English wedding, you know, and them coming far too fast in the car up the long driveway. The commentators were very upset that the car was going too fast, but they had a schedule to keep, got to get the bride there on time. Then unfortunately we got into the beautiful church and we then reverted briefly to uh, a sort of slight dirge of opening words. Um... But thankfully the Archbishop of Canterbury appeared and cheered things up and suddenly we had lively liturgy again and it was full of symbols and pictures and and the flowers were just glorious and then, then we were saved by the black American bishop. (laughs) Do you know what? Millions of people Hearing the gospel proclaimed clearly, passionately, richly. Talking about world-changing faith. I couldn't, you know, we couldn't help in our household. We have this thing about if someone's, if someone says something and it's the start of one line of a song, you have to say the second line. Uh, the power of love. (laughs) What? Well there's about four different options in there. In our house it was uh the the, the gift from above or whatever it is. Who knows. Anyway, there there's a, there was a whole in his speech there was a whole in his talk there were a whole load of songs and we couldn't help but kind of complete some of them. An amazing preach. The world changing power of love. And not not an empty love, not something that was just unfounded but founded on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ proclaimed to a watching world suddenly we feel quite good as Christian community don't we you know that the world watched that and went yes this is good let me flip round because it's Pentecost today the words that he said the power of love Or the power of love. Because there's this little bit that comes before it. And that's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You see, we can't love like Jesus by ourselves, His is an extraordinary way to love. One, because of what He did on the cross. And actually, we need his transforming power in us in order to be able to do it. So, I in no way'd to want to undo what he said. It was brilliant. But today is Pentecost. Today's the day that we remember the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the early church. But it's not just a remembrance. Because we believe. That the Holy Spirit is continually being poured out upon the church. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us. I want to just take you on a little bit of a journey, if I may. And I'm going to go through these next few verses too fast in order for you to be able to look them up. Uh, but if you want them all afterwards, I'm very happy uh, to send them through to you. But I just want to talk a little bit about what it's like to be filled with the Holy Spirit and where we get our words and where we get our models from. So predominantly I'm going to do this through Luke. Are you, are you ready? I'm going to go quite fast. So if you want to look them up afterwards, you can look them up. Check i got them right. In Luke chapter 1, verse 35, we read that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and that that what was conceived in her was from the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 1, verse 15, we read that that Jesus was going to be full of the Holy Spirit from even before he was born. That Jesus was going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. At his baptism, the Holy Spirit comes and rests on him in bodily form, in a dove. Not like an image of a dove, an actual dove. The Holy Spirit comes in bodily form and rests upon him. And then, the bit that you really might want to dig into is Luke chapter 4. And verse 1 says this, that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit... And that he was led out after his baptism into the wilderness. He's full of the Holy Spirit, but he's led out by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And when he comes back, these are the two verses to contrast. So Luke verse, Luke chapter four, verse one contrasted with Luke chapter four, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee. This is after he's been in the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between where he was before, where he was filled with the Holy Spirit and full of the Holy Spirit versus when he comes back and he's full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Something different has happened while he's been out in the wilderness. So let's think about the disciples. Well, the disciples weren't actually waiting for the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Hang on, Mark, isn't that when the Holy Spirit got poured out? Well, you, yes and no. Let's look at the answer together. You see, in John chapter 20, verse 22, Jesus appears, this is before the day of Pentecost, he breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. In that moment, he breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. And also, if you look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says this, When you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So the moment each of those disciples believed in Jesus, and we see that, we track it through the gospel, they were sealed with the Holy Spirit, a deposit in them that guarantees our inheritance and I've just given away one of my best talks on this to Wes he may use it in a couple of weeks our baptism service on the 3rd of uh, January it's about fruit jars, it's really good but he'll make it his own so they get to Pentecost and just before, Jesus, at the beginning of Acts, says that they are to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. So they've got the Holy Spirit, they've been sealed, they, Jesus has already breathed on them, and yet they're also to wait for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, who will they will be baptized in the Holy Spirit, fully immersed, drenched in Him. And in that place, they will receive power. They have the Holy Spirit, but when Pentecost comes, they will have power. Do you see the correlation between Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and the other verse? 14, or something. Jesus was filled... He goes out in the wilderness and when he comes back from the wilderness he has power. The disciples are already filled and sealed with the Holy Spirit but when Pentecost comes they have power. Suddenly everything is different. The power of love to change the world. People filled with the Holy Spirit who can now suddenly love like Jesus. How do we get there? how does this happen well the bible's pretty clear you've got to repent and believe you repent and you believe you get the holy spirit you are sealed signed over deposit guaranteeing your inheritance eternal life has begun you've got the holy spirit but there's also this waiting and receiving because there's more who's it for? Well, Joel says that, uh, this is what Peter quotes uh, in his little talk in Acts, Joel says that this is for all people, sons and daughters, men and women, young and old, masters and servants, everyone, every single person. You know what we had this morning? We had the children praying for us. I would love to have done this as an all-age service. If if we had this as an all-age service, You know, I would have have had the kids lined up here, which is what we're going to do at the end of the service, and they would have prayed for every single one of you, and they would have anointed you with oil. And believe me, kids are not very polite. You know, they would have splatted the oil on you. They would have made a lovely, beautiful mess. (laughs) But you know, sometimes when the Holy Spirit's poured out, it's a bit messy. Sometimes it's not very tidy. people you know we struggle with the, with the words don't we we struggle with the words because scripture is full of these of these metaphors about what the Holy Spirit is like, he's water and he is a he by the way not an it or she. yeah we'll find that out, or she yeah okay. either way he's a person, she's a person, yeah you on that one as long as we stick with God the Father Um, water rain outpouring fire a dove wine you know I, I walked into this church I think it was in either 96 or 97 I can't remember which year it was and I was trying to escape from doing mission and I thought the prayer room would be the safe space to go and there was this nutty nutty Ugandan pastor there and five mad American prophetic women it's a dangerous place to be (laughs) and as I walked in this Ugandan pastor was reading from the opening of Genesis and the spirit of God hovered on the water Within five minutes, I was on the floor. You know, I, I, I don't i don't tell that story only I mean, as a significant moment in my life. I don't tell it to look back. I tell it to look forward and to this day and say, yes, Lord. I want whatever you're going to do in this day, here and now with us. I don't know whether you're up for praying for that, but you know, I, I, I long... For those times in church family life where in order to get into the building you've got to crawl. I don't know whether you long for that. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of of you, what? Crawling? What what I mean is, is, is the presence of God is sometimes so thick in a place that you can hardly move. And even if you come in standing you might end up crawling out you i pray for that will any, would any of you join me in praying for that will you, will you do that will you just commit yourselves to pray for a fresh outpouring of his presence in this place I, I, I need a helper because this is the last bit and then we're going to pray who's going to help me you, you, might get, you might get wet <laughs> only a bit wet come on Come on, I need one helper. (laughs) There, you hold that one. You might want to put it over there. Come in close. (laughs) Close. Here, Hilton. (laughs) You see, we're quite small. the Holy Spirit fills the entire universe you know the the kind of the, the, the way that we articulate the Trinity on a kind of bit of paper with words kind of makes sense until you understand that the Holy Spirit is filling the whole entire universe and Jesus is also sustaining it oh my head's starting to hurt it's through him and it's for him and, and, and the measure of the fullness of God is something like this. You see, he, he wants to fill you. And His measure is not how full you are. His measure is His fullness. That he wants to keep on pouring his life into you. And it doesn't matter how much you have experienced of him. There is more. If you don't really believe me, go and read the prayer in Ephesians. Paul's prayer, I'm going f- that we'll be filled to the measure, not of us, but to the measure of the fullness of God. And given that he fills the whole entire universe, when he fills you, you are going to leak and you're supposed to. You're supposed to overflow and keep on being filled because we are full of the Holy Spirit but our full is not His full because He fills the whole universe. So if you want to be filled with power all you've got to do is keep on saying yes but actually what we do is sometimes we can stand somewhere else because we kind of go "Ah, oh, I'm breaking now <laughs> I've had enough and so we kind of go and stand somewhere where it's tidy or where we're not going to get as interrupted as much or where the order of service is going to kind of start at the beginning and end at the end and we know where we are sorry you know he is the God of order I mean he sustains the whole universe but he often wrecks worship because it's about him not us it's about him, not us. Shall oh, well, we stop there? We get the idea. Good. Yeah. Before I get you completely drenched. Thank you so much, Hilton. So folks, this is, this is not a one-time thing that I'm, I'm going to ask you to do. This is, not a, this is not a Pentecost Sunday thing. This is a picture of every day. This is a picture of Tesco's, of Excel spreadsheets, of nursing homes, of caring for people, of kids, of sleepless nights, of nappies. Of saying, Holy Spirit, I I, I need more than just being full right now, I need your power. And when we take those kind of steps, we've already had the testimony of it today. That simple steps of saying, yes, in this road, I pray for my neighbours. We'll do a simple thing like put on a barbecue. And as we do that, we're joining in with that prayer in Acts chapter 4 of the early church. Enable us, your servants, to speak with great boldness. You know that we'd have that opportunity To speak the words of life to people, but not just words, but power. That others would encounter his life-changing power.